What's up, WNBA Nation? Kyle Haywood here with yet another episode of the show. I am joined tonight by my good friend and somewhat, I wouldn't say roommate, but housemate, Logan Jones. How's it going, Logan? Renter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, if you're the landlord, I don't know if that makes me like a, like, that, a, I've, that feels so like over, like, like overbearing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. Um, I live above you on another plane. What's, what's great about it is I, uh, like the last two nights you've either bought me dinner or made me dinner. So like, it's, <laughs> it's really a better deal for me than for you. I'm contributing relatively little to this, to this uh, dynamic. Uh, Logan, we have so much to talk about today. And, uh, this is, this is kind of our last, um, I guess you could say like our episode, this is our, our last episode for a while as far as like, just kind of the day-to-day goings-on of the WNBA. Moving forward from here, we're going to be heading into an all-star game and an Olympic break. And uh, and obviously, we've got a lot of content still going to be happening during that time. But this is kind of – we're recording this as um, Minnesota and Los Angeles are in the fourth quarter um, this Sunday night. And so this is kind of the, the, that's the last game to be played before this big long break that we've got. So we're recording this kind of heading into this, this long break. I think we're going to do another episode here shortly of actual mid season grades, even though it's technically just past mid season, um, or mid season awards, I should say. Um, but today we had a chance to go through and ask our Twitch followers in our Twitch chat here, if they had some questions for us to address rapidly before we really get into kind of the meat and potatoes of this episode. So Logan, let's go ahead and address some of these. Those of you who haven't had an opportunity to come over and check us out on Twitch, it's super easy. It's a blast. Uh, we've had people literally just today hopping in for their very first time who've contributed a ton to our conversation and that have been a lot of fun. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I haven't checked out their Twitch stream yet, come on over and just check it out once and just have fun. It's not like a commitment. You don't have to be here every single time we hop on. Just if you happen to not be busy, you want to hop on and check it out, just come hang out with us. And we just talked WNBA hoops and, and, and have a good time. So that's twitch.tv slash WNBA nation. Logan, how else can everybody get in contact with us? Uh, no, that's Twitch is the only way Kyle lied to you. <laughs> you, you actually do have to be on every time we are on. Um, <laughs> it's part else, of your contract. How else are you going to No, Uh, we are at Twitter at WNBA nation pod. Uh, you can also find us everywhere uh, podcasts are found, and you can give us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts to help us get found, and we will read those on the air. Uh, we also have kind of a, a merch store that we're renovating, I guess is the word. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be pushing out some new merch soon. That's one of the things that we're really excited about for this upcoming uh, kind of season. Uh, the second half of the season, we're going to have some more stuff coming your way, so be on the lookout for that. Um and then, yeah, just be a part of the conversation with us everywhere that you can find us on social media so that we know the questions that you want answered and you can be informed as to how the games and seasons for these different teams we're going to talk about today are working out. 
I am really, really excited about our uh, our merch renovation. Um, Dude, stay tuned for that. It looks so good. Like I can't, I can't tell all of you how excited I am about this. It's it's simplified, and yet some of the offerings, and in particular, one new design that uh, that's been produced is just fantastic. And I want a mug. I want a poster. I want many articles of clothing with this design on it. And I'm very excited. So that will keep, uh, keep your eyes peeled. Also, you may be hearing some changes to our show moving forward. That's all we'll say about that. But, uh, yeah, some good things coming down, uh, coming, coming along for the show. Um, we're excited. We've got a lot going on as we head into all-star. We're actually about to head into an all-star game and it will be the first WNBA event that all four of us will be, together at if does that make sense i i I like butchered that sentence jason wasn't (laughs) uh just wasn't with us for our WNBA road trip when this whole thing began and then i know you went down to dallas saw some uh like saw a game with jason but yeah just we're it's really exciting because you know uh steve still has like a newborn at home and like you're obviously like you have a big person job and um, (laughs) uh, i guess i technically also have a big person job but yeah, like it, it's it's rare that all four of us have like the same like flexibility to 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 take a break and go hang out. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, if you're gonna be in Vegas for the All Star Game, uh, in and around that day, let us know over Twitter, um, or through Twitch or DMs or somehow, so that we can see you and hang out with you. Um, that would be way cool. And and I hope uh, by the time you listen to this episode, it's it's not too late to go ahead and coordinate that because we'd love to see you. Ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. Uh, so, question number one coming from uh, our good friend Kayla, a good friend of the show. Um, it's just a quick question. It's more of, it's I don't know if it's even a full question as much as it is a commentary on the state of the league. But the question is, Logan, will the WNBA be able to find five rookies for the all rookie team this year? Yeah, I guess there will technically be five rookies on rosters at the end of the year, uh, which means they'll be able to flush it out somehow. But there definitely seems like it seems like the fifth nomination to that team is going to get an accolade on their Wikipedia page that, you know, five minutes and four points a game maybe maybe wouldn't have deserved in another season. That makes right. sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that absolutely makes sense. It's going to be, it, it might be one of the weaker all rookie teams that we've seen in a long time, but yeah, that's, that's a great question. And by the way, neither, neither Awa queer nor Charlie Collier might even make that, which is funny. Cause they're which is interesting. Yeah. Going one and two. <laughs> Here's another question from a uh, new subscriber. Jackie cherry 12 asks, what was the worst wave of the season or at least the most confusing one for you? The one that comes immediately to mind is Lauren Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, because Indiana just flushed a draft pick down the toilet, basically. So that was confusing from like an organizational standpoint. Obviously, she wasn't doing a lot to impact the play of the Fever on the court. Um, but that one sucked. <laughs> yeah, that was that that was a rough one. I would also add uh, Laisha Clarendon, um, because Clarendon left. New York and immediately came in to a Minnesota squad that was really struggling. And now Minnesota is looking like a very formidable 
team um, kind of went. I, I, you know, I think that that potentially was a was a rough one because New York started off well and Minnesota started off terrible, and then the Clarendon switch happened, yeah. and that, now Minnesota's looking hot, and New York has not looked very good the last couple weeks. That one was rough, but at the same time, that's how. It's supposed to work. If you wave a player exactly. and someone else picks them it. up, it's it's because they can help the team. And like we we're used to because it's a twelve team league and it probably needs expansion. Um, like players get waived, and then a lot of times there's just no room. Like other teams who can use a Clarendon or a Gabby Williams or a Lauren Cox. Like a lot of times they just don't have the cap space or the the seats on the bench to make it happen. And so a lot of those players just get lost to the ether and then they just pack it up and go overseas, I guess. Um, but the Clarendon was like a uh, thing was a great example of like how the waiver system is supposed to work where it's like, we're not right. So I don't know if I would say confused, but I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, somebody that feels like the Liberty could use as of late. Um, and right. somebody that has helped the links to six straight wins. Maybe seven by the time this episode comes out. So here's another question for you. Another quick, uh, quick one. Which of the top four teams uh, in the league currently? So Seattle, Las Vegas, Connecticut, and Minnesota. Which of those top four, top four teams are most likely to take a downward spiral during the second half of the season coming out of this long break? Uh, Minnesota is the most likely. Um, the top tier, those those top three teams, which I consider to be all on the same tier as one another. Um, not only are they not going anywhere this season, but it's been their championship window for a couple seasons now. The Connecticut Sun obviously haven't gotten all the way there. They, the Aces lost to the Storm last year in the finals. They haven't gotten all the way there. But we're, you know, those teams are built to win right now. And we're seeing the product of that on the court. They are three wins, four wins, five wins up on the rest of the league. Mm. Uh, in, in a league with a short season where the standings are usually pretty tightly packed. So, um, Barring injury, there's no spiral coming for the Storm or the Aces. And I think to the Sun, I, I think we can honestly trust the Sun um, as much as those other teams, even though it doesn't feel like they have the same pedigree, because they really have made a push and gotten into the playoffs and done things in the playoffs the last couple of years. So um, those those teams, if you take a big picture view, those teams have been great multiple seasons now and earned our trust. I'm with you. I might say Connecticut more likely than Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, I think, is playing fantastic basketball. Obviously, they're going to be on a seven-game win streak. Um, I think that Minnesota is starting to figure it out. And it's, I think what we're seeing from Minnesota over the last several weeks is going to be more the norm. Um, and uh, we'll see. I, I, I think it's a coin flip. I might even slightly lean toward Connecticut taking a drop. I don't know if I could see any of them necessarily spiraling, but I could see, I mean, barring major injuries, and we're not going to take those into consideration. Right. But you, I, might, I might go Connecticut, but I totally, I think Minnesota has a very logical argument to that, be potentially that. surprises that me because well. we, we've seen Minnesota be inconsistent on the defensive end of this year and how it mm-hmm. cost them wins. I feel like Connecticut, even when they didn't have John Quill Jones, has been pretty steady. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, I'm a little surprised by that. I, I also do think there's something to peaking at the right time. And certainly yeah. Minnesota is doing what it can to get one of those valuable playoff buys and not be susceptible to single elimination. But they do seem to be peaking at the the wrong time. They they beat <laughs> they beat Atlanta. They beat Vegas. Are they peaking too early? Yeah, yeah, I mean they beat Vegas in OT. 
Phoenix, Phoenix, Dallas, Vegas again. So they took the season series against Vegas. Played awesome. I'm like, I'm a fan of their game right now. And, and I've said on previous episodes, I think it's very important to go into this Olympic break on a high rather right. than with, with some, you know, bad mojo and like a lot of things that you feel like you need to work on. So like they're doing exactly their jobs and they're going into the break strong and they can feel good about themselves being in like the top, you know, that top echelon of teams in the standings. But when they come back out of it, they've, you know, pretty quickly they're going to face Connecticut on the road a couple times. Um, they, they have another game against Seattle and then another game against Vegas. So like we're going to see them stack up against those three teams ahead of them. And I'm worried that how well they're playing now might not translate to mid August. Cause it's like, it's still kind of early July right now. As of this episode, maybe we're approaching mid July. They're going to sit for four to five weeks. Uh, and, and have to restart the engines again when the season kicks back up again. So I, I think that's going to be a really difficult thing for them to do compared to like, like considering how poorly they started this, like the regular season in May. Um, and so I'm still not super worried about them, but if we're limited to those four teams, that that's the one that I think is most likely to see some turbulence coming up. But gotcha. by the way, they, they finished the season with four games that I think they're going to win all in a row. So if they can get through, uh, you know, if they can hold their own against the the top teams, they do end the season on kind of a nice little, nice little uh, playoff tune-up. Three games against the Fever and then a Mystics matchup on ESPN. So, so here's another question. There's uh, there's some bottom teams here. Which of these bottom teams could make a run for the playoffs? Now, I don't know if they're meaning uh, if somebody also means the bottom four as well, but I would consider probably. Dallas, Washington, Phoenix are all like so close. I don't know if I would say in New York, even I would put Dallas not in the bottom. I would say the bottom would really be Los Angeles, Atlanta, Indiana. Which of those three teams could you see potentially making a playoff push? I would even I would even make it harder on myself and say out of the bottom five. So the current eight through 12 teams, Mm -hmm. I think I would pick the wings of those. Yeah, I would agree. Um, unless the fever just never lose again, which would be really fun. But um, I, I <laughs> think that'd be crazy. I think Washington, like Tina Charles is keeping them relevant. They would be having a lost season without her being an MVP type player for them. Yeah. Um, so I'm worried about how much longer that can continue. Dallas is obviously super raw and young, but they're starting to figure some things out. Uh, I'm completely out on the sparks. I think the dream are a mess. And I'm happy for the fever. Yeah, we're going to talk about the fever here in just a in just a little bit. Um, but uh, since we've been talking top to bottom of the league, Logan, I just want to hear. Um, and I'm not the only one. This is also a, a Twitch a Twitch request, I guess you could say. Uh, but updated power rankings going top to bottom. Who you got? Who's number one? Who's number twelve? All the way down. Mm. Who are your power rankings? Like start to finish who you got. All right. I'm not going to mess with the top three. Actually, maybe I will. I think I'm going to go Seattle, then Connecticut, then Vegas. Um, but the top three are the, the finals and like the, the championships probably going to one of those teams. Um, they're, they've been the best teams all year. Um, but I am going to, even though technically Vegas is ahead of Connecticut right now, um, by like half a game, I'm going to slip Connecticut into the number two spot. So I'm going to go Seattle is the best team. Connecticut's right on their heels. Vegas is right there. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they overtook both those teams by the end of the year. Uh, tier of their own, Minnesota Lynx. 
Uh, they've won six in a row. They're my number four. This is where it gets real messy. Um, these next four playoff spots all belong to teams that have like glaring flaws that they need to grapple <laughs> with. But I'm going to go ahead and put Chicago at fifth where they currently sit in the standings. I'm going to put Phoenix next because I trust them more than I trust the Liberty. I'll put the Liberty at seven. And then I'm going to actually put Dallas at eight. And I'll put Washington at nine, which is not how the standings currently look. But I, I just am a more believer in them. And then oof, I would actually put the dream at 10 because I think the Sparks losing six in a row after this Minnesota game goes final is by far the biggest losing skid in the league. And then the fever on a three game on streak, but they're still last place until they catch the sparks or the dream. So that's what, that's what mine looks like. I'm going to go with, uh, Seattle, Las Vegas, one, two, and then the links at number three. Sun hater Kyle. In, I'm not a dude. Y'all know I'm not a sun hater. You're a sun hater. You hate the check sun. The receipts. <laughs> I am not a sun hater. I am. I'm always pro suns. Now the suns are six and four over, over their last 10. Um, and that's the only reason is I put links over them because the links are eight and two over the last 10. And so we're talking power rankings. I just got to go recency. And so. You know, power rankings adjust. I'm not saying this is how I'm predicting the end of the season. I'm saying right now, who do I not want to play? I don't want to play Minnesota. I would rather play Connecticut than Minnesota. Minnesota's about to win their seventh straight. Connecticut just lost to Indiana. They they do they do have a loss to Indiana on their on yeah, their resume. In the last couple, the rest yeah. of their resume, they've lost to Seattle twice. They've lost to Chicago twice on the road. They have a loss in overtime to Minnesota um, a while ago, back in May. And then that Indiana one really is like a black eye yeah. on their on their otherwise pretty pretty glowing season. And that's that's really where it comes from. Is Minnesota's hot right now? Connecticut has you know Connecticut recently lost to the to the Fever, so that's where I'm going with that. Disrespect. Um, Connecticut. The, the Twitch, the Twitch <laughs> chat says disrespect. No, y'all know I love. I oh no, Kayla, don't be doing this to me. Y'all know I love Connecticut. Connecticut knows I love them. I just uh no, you make very good points. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just going with with recency here. Um after that I gotta go Chicago, then Phoenix, and then New York. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm gonna go Chicago, Phoenix, New York, uh, and then I'm also with you. I'm actually gonna go Dallas over the Mystics. Uh I know that the Mystics have looked maybe a little bit better, and Dallas has lost three in a row. So that's honestly, that's a coin flip, how I feel about both of those teams. But I'm going to slightly go Dallas over the Mystics. Um, and then I'm going to go Indiana at Ooh. number 10. They've won three in a row, including one over the Sun. And uh, you got to give some love if they, it, they've got the second longest streak in the league. This how are you going to keep like, them at 12? You know what this feels like? When, mm. uh, when the mad money guy in Arrested Development moves the Bluth company up to a don't buy it's like, hey, you're you're no longer twelfth. You're ten. You're doing it. I'm I'm putting them at ten, and then honestly, eleven and twelve. This is stuff. I'm gonna go L.A. at eleven and Atlanta at twelve because yes, L.A.'s lost six in a row and Atlanta's lost four in a row, but they both are gonna have a similar record over the last ten. And Atlanta, I feel like is. Uh, is maybe a bigger mess right now is, and uh, I don't know if that's the right, they've got more, 
they've got more surrounding outside of basketball uh, that we know of than the Sparks. And so I, I have a little bit more uh, hope that the Sparks will turn things around. But I like so that's that where I'm at right now. And, and this actually makes sense to some degree, but your power rankings uh, follow very closely to my how fun is it to be a fan of that team right now mm-hmm. uh, index. And it's obviously more fun to be a FIFA fan right now than a, and then a dream fan. And I, yes. think the, I don't think the sparks are having a very good time either. So I would, I would rather be a fever fan than a sparks or a dream fan today. <laughs> that is, we're going to, Ooh, Jason needs to grab that clip and just put it on Twitter. <laughs> with, please don't. With no I'm going to get, no, please, uh, don't cancel me. Like I'm part of this show, bro. <laughs> don't get us canceled. I didn't say the words. I'm saying this week. I'm saying today, <laughs> like July no, 11th, right. 2021. I'm feeling better about the fever as a fan than I am a sparks or dream. Oh, fan. definitely. Like, no, you're, you're correct. <laughs> just take that. Take those clips. Oh man. I'm so in trouble. I'm I'm just realizing how much trust we have to have in Jason as our editor to not just get us absolutely hammered by the rest <laughs> of the league. I would even people are gonna come at me like they do like Colin Cowherder, like Stephen A. And like, I would I would like to make my text tone when you text me just you saying I'd rather be a fan of the Fever, like just that <laughs> half sentence. <laughs> And then I'm going to text you a lot. So you just hear it over and over and over. I'd rather be a fan of the fever. <laughs> I get canceled for Kennedy and the dream. Oh, no. I'm getting canceled in our Twitch jet. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, if I'm right, I'm right. All right. That's all I got to say. Uh, so that was that was fun, actually. I like that. And honestly, you and I feel very similar. What did we switch? The I switched Minnesota for Connecticut and I switched, I bumped Indiana up two spots. So that's yeah. really the major difference is I think you and I were pretty much chalked the rest of the we're, way. We're doing a little bit of a disservice to the Mystics who had a big win on Sunday or on uh, Saturday. I do, yeah. Um, I, if if people like want to come at me for, for not loving the Mystics, I, I, will, I, I will take, if you say I'm wrong about the Mystics, I'll take that a lot more than, than you saying I'm wrong about the Sparks or the Dream. Yeah, okay. and that's it, if I, I was if I was doing like this week's power rankings, I'd probably switch them into that last playoff spot instead of Dallas sure. because sure. they did like I, I remember thinking like oh like at seven and ten uh, like if they lose Chicago and they go to seven and eleven before the break and they have to sit like that for a month four games below five hundred that just yeah. be, that'd feel gross. Instead, they pull out an overtime win at Chicago where Chicago forced the issue. Um, but Tina Charles, 34 and 17, like she got it done. That, that win alone might make the difference in their season. Um, uh, because they yeah. come out of the break with it's a big one. tough customers the first three or four games out of the break. So, uh, they really needed that. And I, yeah, I'm still just not a Mystics believer, which is why, I mean, before that they had lost four in a row, but, uh, an overtime win in Chicago is nothing to, to sniff at. So no, no, no. I, th- yeah. Overall, I think we're really uh, we we keep saying this like oh you are who your record says you are this where this where the records are right now I feel very comfortable with like this is kind of how I saw things playing out with the with the one exception I thought that uh, Phoenix might be doing a little better I thought Fe- like Phoenix doing a little bit better and I thought New York would maybe be at like eight yeah there's one like if there's one glaring 
like when you actually look at the standings, we all got on board with the Liberty the first five or six games of the season when they were winning everything. And we just realized like, oh, like a lot of the moves they've made worked and they're good now. But it's really striking when you look at your preseason predictions on one tab and then you click over the standings and you think, oh, like, I don't know if I trust the Liberty to like go out and perform every night. Like they got waxed today. They looked really bad today. Um, yeah, they haven't looked good for the last couple games. Ten wins in the win column. I mean, they're they're a game out of being <laughs> five hundred. It's like, oh, like that's that's definitely eight more wins than we really expected to see this year, and we still have half a season to play. So, yeah. it's it's tough to be upset. If you remember, you have to contextualize. Like, we all wanted the Liberty to be like it this year, the way that they started, but it's okay that they're down at six, like kind of battling in in the muddy single elimination type playoff race with a bunch of other teams that are like trying to get to, to 10 and 10. Now last year was what a 22 game season. I think was it 22. Yeah, that sounds right. So the Liberty have played 21 games. And if you just ended the season right now, the Liberty have won 400% more games. Yeah. They've won, they've won like they've five times more. Like they like they've they've increased their win they've, total by five they've times. Tasted victory, double yes. digits. Like and and if you if you go to last year and the year before, it's the year before wasn't good either. So yeah, math pod. <laughs> now people who actually know math are going to come at me and be like, "Uh, you pred- you said that wrong." I, th- I think it's four hundred times more and four times. No, they've. I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. Math pod. Math pod. You actually welcome to math with Logan and Kyle. You you can go right now, uh, this whole month of July, you can go to podcastawards.com and nominate us for best sports podcast and people's choice, but not math. Not uh, best are, academic not, podcast. We're not in the math category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And which, by the way, if you haven't done that, uh, please do. It takes literally two minutes and... We are uh, the only WNBA podcast in those categories. Uh, and as far as I know, the only women's sports uh, podcasts that I've seen on any of the lists. Um, and I may be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure I looked through. And um, it, so that felt good to have some representation for uh, for women's sports there. So if you have a second to further, um, you know, the the coverage of the WNBA that that really would mean a lot to us. We're going up against some pretty big dogs yeah. in the podcast arena. And just the fact that we're listed uh, is, is pretty cool and, and feels really awesome to be up uh, on the, on the nominations at all. So if you have a second to do that, that would mean the world to us to go over to, it's just podcast award, podcast awards.com. And uh, you have to put in your email so that they don't have a whole bunch of like bot voting. So it's an actual legit vote. So you got to put in your email. I put in my email and I haven't got a single like spam email from them. So don't stress about that. But put in you got to put in your email and then you go in and vote. We're up for again this in the sports category and also in the people's choice category. So you can find us on there. You got to scroll down to the bottom because W is uh, towards the end of the alphabet. So (laughs) that would be that would help us a ton. Uh, we we're really excited about that. And I, um, I've gotten an email from the awards people just saying like, they've already received tons more submissions and, and, uh, nominations than they have in the past because the word is getting out about these. And oh, so like, tell, awesome. tell your, your roommates, 
your friends, your parents, anybody with an email, hey, jump on, vote for these guys. They're they're doing good stuff with their pod. And uh, maybe we can make something happen. Yeah. We're the we're the Cinderella team of this. And so it's it's we just are. cool we're, to be to to be a nomination, but hey, make us uh make us that Cinderella team that we all love to follow in March Madness. We're definitely so the, the twelve it. in the twelve five matchup. Like yeah. Like it's I like it. It's like a little bit of a saucy pick, but like just uh just you wait. Could happen. You know? <laughs> I love it, dude. Um so Logan before we uh before we get too far into things I just want to take a take a look so far at a couple of the um just overall at the standings we we just kind of talked about our our power rankings in general um just overall the standings any uh well I guess we we did mention just a little bit of surprises but how are you feeling based on where we were 2 weeks ago to now like like how, like who, whose stock are you buying right now, and whose stock are you selling as we head into the break? Who do you feel like? Uh, all right, they're doing better than I thought. And who are you? Who are you trying to get dump stock before the bottom falls out? Well, I don't want to reiterate this uh, too extensively, but uh, we were all in on the Minnesota Lynx before this season when they started out kind of rough. We all said Cheryl Reeve is a professional. She's going to get that team into the playoffs and they're going to win some games. And we saw them get ripped basically for not playing defense a couple nights in a row. Like it was like they would have an amazing game and then they would fall apart defensively the next game. And Cheryl would say, like, this is the worst performance of any of my teams in my entire career. And then the game after that, they'd go out and smack the next team that they played. And I think they've finally figured out, hey, if we just perform and we put effort forward defensively every night we don't get chastised by our coach at the end of the evening um and she i i say that in jest but she's just a great coach and we trusted them all along to be in this position and now here they are um about to be 12 and 7 so buy the minnesota Lynx stock because it's already going up it's going up it's going up it's actually uh I, I guess that's bad advice. You're supposed to buy low, right? And they they won six in a row. So no, that's all right. That's uh, okay. So, so, but definitely hold hold the link stock. Hold on to the link stock if you if you have. Okay, who whose stock are you trying to sell right now? Oh boy, I you know we mentioned the Mystics got that big like filled like a statement overtime win against Chicago where Chicago hit a, a shot to go up with four seconds left in regulation. Mystics answered, sent it to overtime, and then immediately went up like seven in overtime. It feels like, ooh, we're playing with the big boys. Like we're, you know, we're doing it on the road against one of the the better teams on paper in the league. Now's the time to sell. Mm. Now's the time to sell. This is this is probably the highest you're gonna feel about the Mystics for the rest of the season. Because as mentioned, you're gonna sit for a month, you're gonna come back and watch them play. I don't I don't know if I actually uh called out what their schedule was. Uh, but I could pull it up for you really quickly just uh just to bring you Washington fans. Yeah, let's hear it. Um down a peg. I'm so sorry. I don't mean <laughs> to do that. Um but uh, assuming again, assuming no new injuries or anything like that, and I'm I'm kind of assuming that we're still not gonna be a, um an enemy Emma Miesman and Elena Deladon team. Uh, you're going to sit for about five weeks during the Olympic break, and then you're going to come back and you're play Vegas on the road, Vegas on the road, Phoenix on the road, home against Seattle. Those are your first four games. Back. That's a, that's a rough four game stretch. You're fortunate if you come out of that one and three. 
Mm. Uh, maybe you get that Phoenix game or maybe you split the Vegas series because you play them twice in three days and uh, you know, you're, you're a capable team. You've got Tina Charles there with you. Um, that's a, that's a difficult way to come out of the stretch. And then as we've seen this season, teams that fall into habits of losing tend to continue losing. And I don't think the mystics are a complete team. I think they would even admit that they missed their, their, star players badly. Alicia Clark also not there. Thought they were going to have her this season. So again, if, if we're playing the, the stock metaphor, this it's never going to get higher than a win against one of the top teams in the league in overtime. And it's about to drop quite a bit after the, after the break. So um, not, uh, I'm just not sold on them. If they prove me wrong, I love it. Tina Charles is just stuffing the stat sheet every single night. Her last two games, 31 and 16, 34 and 17. But the rest of that team is just, I mean, they're, they're kind of putting her in a position where she has to be that every single night for them. And against, against, uh, top quality teams, it's, it's going to be a struggle. So I'm selling my Mystic stock. I'm getting out from under that one. Um, I don't know if there's another one that's like, hot right now like ooh, they're good like maybe i don't think anyone has any fever stock to sell um <laughs> and if you this- bought fever stock what a week or two ago when <laughs> we had like we had like two or three episodes in a row where we just ripped on indiana <laughs> yeah this is we this just is were not, like we were talking is, about the rest yeah. of the league and we're like oh and then indiana how terrible they are and now they won three in a row. Yeah. So this is not a, a, a pod where we're going to rip on Indiana. So I'm not going to say them. Um, and everybody else, as you mentioned, kind of is speaking their truth as to where they are in the standings right now. Indiana is the Dogecoin of this season. I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Take Indiana. They're not losing the rest of the year. Like they, they they're going to end on like a, like a 15 game win streak. That's what, I don't think that's what happened with Dogecoin. I, I think Dogecoin went right back to the bottom of the barrel after like, a okay, week. all right, that's true. But it got a lot hotter than just three wins. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, so if, if I'm, if I'm selling stock right now, if I'm selling stock, this might surprise people. I'm selling New York Liberty stock. Yeah, um, that's fair. They've, they're last, they're four and six over their last 10. But if you just, so here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at New York and Phoenix and I'm going to sell one. I'm going to buy one. I'm selling New York and I'm buying Phoenix. They have the exact, uh, they're both six games behind. Uh, New York is 10, 10 wins, 11 losses. Phoenix is nine wins, 10 losses. So they're both, uh, they both have like pretty much the same win percentage, just about. Um, they both are four and six over the last 10, but it's just when you watch these two teams play, there seems to be a difference. Phoenix can get it done and just hasn't like they've had a lot of close games. They just played Seattle close again tonight. Phoenix can get it done at New York looks like a team that is just squeaking by like in their wins and then getting blown out a couple times. Now I know they've had some really rough things that are out of their control, like tra- travel woes. So yeah, trust me on that. But tonight was awful. Your two, you know, quote unquote top, top players, but Nigel Laney and Sabrina Unescu 
went one for 13 combined from the field. Laney had three points. UNESCO had a, had a zero bomb, just nothing. Mm. So that's rough. While yeah. Phoenix has Brittany Griner, who's playing phenomenal basketball. It just hasn't translated into the wins yet. And Skylar Diggins Smith, who's playing fantastic as well. And Kia Nurse looked like the best that we've seen her at all tonight. I'm just saying, visually speaking, on these two teams, Phoenix loses tonight, you know, to a, uh, to the top dog, you know, Seattle Storm, and they lose by seven. While New York didn't even look like they were in the game with Connecticut, you know, like they just, yeah. they've looked like they've really struggled. They also lost to Indiana by 13. I'm just saying, Taking a taking just a an outsider's perspective, if you want two middle ground teams and you want to buy one, sell one, I'm buying Phoenix. I'm also selling uh on New York right now. So that's where I'm at heading into the break. Yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment. I, I actually tinkered mentally with, with New York as a sell as well because uh the volatility is not something I want in my portfolio. Because um, mm-hmm. they they can be so up and down, and I think it's because they're the worst shooting team in the league. So they can go out there and execute their offense and and beat up on some teams, and then other nights. I mean, when it's bad, it's not just like oh they kind of struggled. It's real bad. They they do they average out to about an average shooting team. They shoot like forty three percent, but they have mm-hmm. nights where it drops down to like thirty. And for other teams, that floor is like thirty five. Like oh, we're not shooting very well. But without Natasha Howard helping out like in interior presence and also like helping out Sabrina with the pick and roll game, um, they really they can turn into a perimeter shooting team, even though they don't have snipers from out there. If Benajelani's not hitting, suddenly they become extremely one dimensional because there's no one for Sabrina to distribute to. Um, some nights Kylie Shook looks really good. Other times she definitely looks like a replacement level player. That's mm-hmm. just kind of tiding over until Howard's. And by the way, Howard's knee injury that was supposed to be a four to six week recovery. We're past that point now. Haven't heard anything about her. So, you know, we're going to get another month of rest here with the Olympic break. And we all hope that means she'll be well past that and, and ready to come back after in August. But yeah, they're, they're going through struggles right now that are, that are not just like, Oh, like one player's not playing so well. I know people have been trying to be down on Sabrina, but it's really. Across the board, like things just don't gel together the way that they're supposed to um, when when the shots aren't falling. So, so let me. I, I want to be clear. I I do think that Sabrina is not having a great season, but I don't. I feel like people are really like ripping her apart, and I think it's probably because she was so hyped. I get Definitely, that. Yeah, yeah. But I just was curious because I was pulling up. She's. Uh, let's see. Where are we? There we go. By the way, if you, you go into the assists, sorry, go if you go into the assists, uh, regular season leaders, she's fourth in the league in assists, pretty much tied. So Chelsea Green, Natasha Cloud are two and three. They're both averaging six point one. Sabrina's averaging six point oh. All right, so she's point one behind second place. Um, now, and I was like, all right, well, let's just take a look at Chelsea Gray. You know, she's the point god, everybody says, right? So let's just take a look at what her stats are this season versus UNESCO's, just as you were saying that. Um, Sabrina's averaging 10 points a game. Chelsea Gray's averaging 11 and a half. So Chelsea Gray's got the advantage there. We already know their assists are almost identical. Um, turnovers, which is huge for a point guard. Uh, 
they're both right at three three turnovers per game. Um, Chelsea's shooting a little bit better from the floor, but Sabrina's uh, averaging like two and a half more rebounds per game. So really across the board, Chelsea Gray's slightly better in the scoring category, uh, but not by much. And Sabrina's t- getting twice as many boards, but everything else is is sixes. Now everybody's saying, "Oh, Chelsea Gray, she's the best." Blah blah. blah. Like, but statistically speaking, her and Unescu are almost like very very similar across the board. And so everybody's saying, "Oh, Sabrina's a bust." Sabrina, just hold it just a little bit. She's coming off an injury. She's she's trying to figure out. She's battled some nagging injuries, you know, throughout uh, the early times of the season. It's all good. And maybe she's not going to be the, you know, superstar, you know, MVP caliber player. Maybe not. But I'm, I I have a hard time judging on just, you know, the 19 games that she's that she's played this season because we saw what she could do last year. Um, I, it might just be a little bit a little bit tough coming back. So, again, if you're if you're OK with how Chelsea Gray's playing this season, you might be OK with how Sabrina's playing this season. And uh so there's just a little bit of perspective there. Here's a here's a not very fun Liberty stat for you. Um, this, <laughs> this is by no means an indicator. This, this is a really minuscule part of a basketball team. Like if you look at this stat in order, it doesn't tell you like the good teams aren't at the top and the bad teams aren't at the bottom. But right. it's just so extreme that it caught my eye. Um, the Liberty lead the league in turnovers by a lot, like an extreme amount. Um a good team, like the right now, the, the the fewest turnovers is the Mystics, um, 225. Good teams, like in the middle, you're you're hovering at about 250, 260, maybe 270, and then okay. you have a couple teams in the 290s, and then the Fever have 300, and then the Liberty have 364. Oh, <laughs> so not so taking Liberty, care of the ball is a the problem. Liberty have 60 more than the Fever. Yeah, hold on. Let me. I I, I just want to look real quick. So the Liberty have played two more games than the Mercury. So they played twenty one games. They've only played one more game than the Fever. So if, <laughs> you're not getting sixty turnovers in a game. So, but that's interesting because yeah, if you look at totals, I get that you know, but they that's get, that's, that's not that's good. not as important as like just hitting your shots and like assisted baskets and things like that. But I, it just caught my eye. Cause I, I wouldn't have guessed that if you would have told me like, who do you think yeah. is like, cause teams like Dallas, Dallas has 21 team. games. Seattle's has 21 games. Las Vegas has 21 games. Connecticut's got 20 games. Chicago's got 20 games. So it's not like they're, they've played like five more games than everybody. No, that's crazy. That's a lot of turnovers. I don't that's know bad. what the percentage is because we're not a math pod as stated before, <laughs> uh, but they're, they're like a hundred turnovers in front of the league average. That's wild, dude. In 20 plus, you know, whatever, 22 games. Oh, that is rough. Can't do that. Oh, well, and here's another reason why uh, I'm selling on the Liberty since we've been on this topic for a little oh, bit. Oh no. <laughs> this is Sorry, New York. Seafoam uh, yeah. season. Sea foam season, but Sammy we're coming back season. from a break. Listen to their listen to their their games that they're playing when they get back. All right. Oh no. Uh, at Minnesota. All right, that's then, right. Minnesota will be rusty. They've been sitting for a month. That's all right. <laughs> you're all right. At Minnesota, back to back home games against the Storm. I don't think you're at home. You're in New York, Seattle. You know, 
different different sort of city. You you got the home crowd, <laughs> Barclays Center. You got you can get those. They don't right. Um, you do get a, a quick break against the Sparks, but then you got to go back to back Mercury and then Minnesota again, Seattle again. Phoenix is old. That is a that's a stretch. Uh, Minnesota's yeah, you're right. That is that's a rough stretch, and not, that's not like a three game rough stretch. That's you got one pretty like you got one game that you're feeling really good about, and the rest of them are like very significantly good teams they for do, your next like seven games when you get home. They do have a win against Minnesota. It was it was game three, so it was before the Lynx really turned it on. I was gonna say right at the beginning when they were hot and Minnesota was cold, yeah. Um and they, you know, obviously this is this is assuming that Natasha Howard is not back and if she comes back maybe the complexion of the team changes. But a lot of New York's wins have come against inferior teams. In fact all of their wins since they beat Chicago, like the second week of the season, have been Dallas, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Washington, Dallas. Like they've mm. beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. That like they if, should be beating. If you look at the standings, they're sixth. Below that, they're beating those teams. Above that, they're losing to those teams. And pretty gotcha. soon they play. Yeah, like you said, all the teams that seven are seven games them. against teams that are currently above them in the standing. Yeah. So, so there you go. There's another reason why I'm selling on on New York. Now that everybody in Brooklyn hates me Jeez. and Connecticut, why I'm never visiting the West Coast now. You realize this, right? No, you, like you make a good West point. Coast. I mean, I mean East Coast. Oh no, now I've ticked them off even more. They've got two wins against against teams above 500. Oh, uh, see, that's not great. All right, uh, Logan, I want to take a, I want to, I want to transition just a little bit. I've got two five star reviews. Oh, right. That I, that I that's what I'm talking show. about. Right? Uh, one is very uh, simple. Perfect. <laughs> it's from Mo Mango, and all the title says WNBA greater than MNBA. Five stars says this one's for the girls. There you go. Appreciate the five okay. star review. Uh, the next one from Maria P. Uh, five star review title says love it. Uh, it says, so glad this podcast reviews the league in its entirety. The guys make it so easy to stay on top of everything that's happening. Love it. Hashtag go libs. So, uh, apologies you wanna, to you, wanna, you, Maria. You want to reconsider for the last stance? 20 minutes of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's our, that's our new promise. If you leave a really kind five star review, Kyle will We're drag your rip team. Your team. <laughs> Goodness, uh, we got to redo the so whole episode now. All right, it's a, it's, it's a do-over. Do-over. Everybody on Twitch is like, oh, we got to sit through this again. I uh, love it. Goodness. Logan, Those are cool. um, so anything else that you want to, you want to touch on before we, before we start to wrap, uh, before we start to wrap up the episode here? Uh, just that, uh, today was really fun. The, the reason we recorded today is, uh, we're, you know, we've got tomorrow and then we're going to be traveling for the all-star. Um, obviously the all-star, I keep wanting to say all-star weekend and I can't because it's literally <laughs> it's like a Wednesday. Date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but th- there was like some, some great action today. I, I know, uh, occasionally we'll, we'll do like a full slate recap and a full like preview. Um, we didn't really do that today because there is nothing to preview. 
um, because we're going, but the show, just so you know, the show is not going on a break. You will continue to get stuff from us over the next couple of weeks as the Olympics are going on. Uh, we'll definitely have plenty of, of stuff coming your way and, and things that we can talk about, but just figured it was worth calling out today. The storm, uh, every time the storm and Mercury play, it's fun, but the storm kept up their winning ways. The aces beat the, the wings, which wasn't a surprise too much. Uh, the sun really slammed the Liberty and we're not going to talk mm. any more about that because, because I feel bad for our Liberty listeners, but John Cole Jones went 17 and 17, five assists. Uh, the fever the the one I really wanted to touch on is we, we have hated on the fever the last couple episodes for making decisions that we just didn't understand. Uh, they won by 11 against Atlanta for their third straight win Tierra McCowan, 21 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks. That's what I'm talking about. Fever. I'm into it. I'm proud of you. And then the Lynx ended up finishing that game against the Sparks, like we talked about earlier. Uh, they did not mount a 25-point comeback, uh, which is what it would have taken. <laughs> Defisa Collier went for 27 points. Big night from her. So, uh, just a big... Uh, I'm happy for the Fever. They're 4-16. and 16. Tierra McCowan's playing like we all knew she could if she got the ball more. Um, and defensively, they really slammed the, the door shut on the dream late and in the, in the game. They only gave up eight points in the fourth quarter. So, uh, good for you. I hope they keep it up. Before, uh, before we sign off, we want to let everybody know we're going to be in, uh, Las Vegas Tuesday night. I think we're going to try and watch the Maya Moore, uh, 30 for 30 that's being released Tuesday. We're going to try and do that. We might do a little watch party, might do some, uh, at minimum kind of tweeting along with it. If, uh, if our travel goes, okay, if we end up being stranded somewhere and and don't get in (laughs) in time to watch it, then we might have to catch it later. But that's our, our plan is to get in, maybe watch, watch that, uh, relax that Tuesday night, Wednesday. What? Sorry. Someone in the Twitch chat, uh, Dana, said, pro tip for Vegas, you will not need a sweater. Yeah, don't bring your orange hoodie. <laughs> and I just I just checked the temperature. It's We're recording this at like 10 p.m. It's 109 degrees there right now. Oh, my goodness. And tomorrow it will be 113. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> Guys, what? I might just Who's stay on the plane. Idea? <laughs> no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, we actually, we tried to do this as, as intelligently as possible. We knew it was going to be so hot. So the games in the Mandalay Bay, uh, resort and casino, we're staying, uh, only two, uh, casinos away. We're staying at, at, uh, we're staying at Excalibur and we don't have to step outside to get from our hotel room to the arena. I will, I will not be. I will not be stepping outside. The only time that we have planned to step outside is we will be going kitty corner over to Top Golf, which is located by uh, kind of within the MGM Grand area. So just kind of a, a heads up for any of our listeners that want to come over, want to come say hi. We're going to be at Top Golf um, from. Uh, we're going to be there from 10 a.m. to noon is is about the slot that we're looking for. We might extend that out a little bit depending on on how things go. But we're, we're expected to be there pretty much just for two hours. We're just going to go there really to hang out uh, and and play some top golf, which will which will be a lot of fun that morning of. After that, uh, we're kind of leaving it open. We're we're going to try and find a spot to maybe grab some food. Um, in the late afternoon to just kind of, or early afternoon, I should say, um, maybe grab a later lunch and just come kind of come hang out. Uh, we want to find a spot that we can get together, 
um, with, you know, listeners, with other, other, uh, media folks and, and whatnot. We just want to hang out. We just want to literally, you guys don't understand how excited we are to go to this thing. We want to meet as many WNBA fans as possible. If you're like, Oh, they wouldn't want to meet. We do want to meet you. All right. If you want, if you're going to be in Las Vegas, if you're a local or you're flying in and if you're going to be around, hit us up, message us, say, Hey, where are you at? I want to come say what's up. We'll be somewhere probably between, uh, probably between Mandalay Bay, Luxor, Excalibur, like 95% of the time that we're there, other than hiding over to Top Golf. So hit us up. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to hang out, chat, uh, and just, and just get to, uh, get to know some other people that love the W. We just love talking, uh, love talking sports. So come hit us up. We're happy to, to hang out. Anything else, Logan, before we sign off? No. Um, we're finally to the break. We made it. Uh, not that we wanted to take a, a break from the regular season, but now we get to enjoy some Olympic and all-star festivities. And then we're going to get right back into it. And that stretch, uh, I mean, it's going to be a mad scramble for the playoffs. So definitely stick with us. Uh, we'll have game recaps, weekend previews, awards, picks, probably not a lot more math. Um, this is probably the most math heavy we'll get. <laughs> so. If you're, if you're until we get whoopee up and rolling, y'all, some of you OGs, some of you that remember from a couple of seasons ago, we had whoopee, the WNBA power index. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe we'll start, maybe we'll, uh, we'll fire that back up uh, towards the end of the season or, or something. We'll, we'll, we'll get whoopee up and rolling. Uh, basically that took a, a hiatus while Jason was in, uh, med school and, uh, so maybe that maybe we'll see that uh maybe not this season or next, but hopefully soon we'll see Whoopi again. We'll get we'll get her up and rolling. He's sweet. Guys, we have a <laughs> we have a lot of cool improvements being made to the show. A lot of things are on the back end, but you'll be noticing some some things as well. Uh um, right. and we're excited for all of them. We're just we're kind of taking that next step from uh it's, I mean, it's still a, a passion project. It's not replacing our day jobs, but we're taking that next step into the spotlight of, um, like we're going to get this out there and you guys are helping us do that. Every time you share our show or interact with us on Twitter or subscribe or leave a review, um, you're a part of that. And we, we want you to know that we appreciate it so much. So, um, big things happening. We'll see you in 48 hours in apparently 109 degree. <laughs> Weather, I'll be fine. I'll be this fine. It's gonna be not fun. My shoes are gonna be stuck to the road. I know. I'm, I'm literally gonna melt. I'm literally gonna melt. I do not do well in heat. I am so pasty. I will sunburn like so fast. So I am. I've never not been looking a, forward to. I've this. never been like a confident shirtless guy. But like in Vegas on the strip, maybe I could just do that. You just take it it's off. It's just like, you know what? I'm not the weirdest thing you'll see. Just dripping. Today. Like, <laughs> you take off your shirt and just wring it out on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. It's, it's a dry heat. My buddy, I just texted Still that hot. screenshot of the weather uh, to my buddy because it's like 10 p.m. and it's 110. And he's like, oh, it's thunderstorming right now, too. And I was like, great. It's oh, no. <laughs> great. This so, is when it's cold. Dude, we're going to play do- top golf in a thunderstorm and in vegas in two days we want to see you there so for sure for sure uh much love everyone thanks for tuning in as always uh for wnba nation i'm kyle haywood i am logan jones and we got you next time